The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied Ishmat Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied Latzlachat Hayale Saval Yisrael Haomdim Amishmar Arzenu Vaare Lohenu Megevul Lebanon Vaad Levoh Arava Vaad Gevul Misraim Beyabasha Baviru Bayam. Please, Borei Olam, Kadosh Baruch Hu deliver us. Uh, our enemies in our hands. Uh, Israel Yishkon Nabetah. Shomer Israel, Shomer Sheerit Israel. Hinelo Yanu Velo Yishan Shomer Israel. Vaal Yovad Israel. Ubal Sion Goel. Vechen Yirasom Venomar. Amen. We begin today's daf on Samich Aleph Amucheni. And we will begin six lines from the bottom. We had in our previous Dapima discussion. If, let's say, the um, par that the Kohen brings uh, on Yom Kippur, or for that matter, the sa'ir that he brings on Yom Kippur and sprinkles the blood, let's say, in the Kodesh Kodashim, and we had a case where, let's say, the blood of those animals spilled uh, before he finished the entire sprinkling service. So we said that he has to bring another one uh, to continue the service. For example, if let's say in the Kodesh Kodashim, after he finished the Kodesh Kodashim, uh, the par's blood spilled. He brings a second par. Now let's say he did the sprinklings in the Hechal, and uh, that blood uh, fell. So he has to bring a third part for the Mizbeah. So it's possible that he could have uh, three Parim, three separate parim. Now, the question of today's Gemara is, we know that after the entire process, the halakha says, the remnants of the par, the Kohen must take it out of Yerushalayim, and they take it to a place, and they burn it over there. Now, anybody that involves themselves in the burning of the remnants of the par, for example, the halakha says that they become tamer, and they're able, their clothes become Tameh as well. And whatever they touch, for example, Kelim, also becomes Tameh. So now the question is going to be, which one of these, let's say, Parim, do you bring out of Yerushalayim and burn? Do you bring all of them? Do you bring the first one? Do you bring the last one? Because again, they have three of them involved, let's say, in the, in the maximum case. So the Gemara says, We learned over there, Which means all of the parim that you use in the process, they all have the ability to which means for those people uh, that are involved in burning them, outside of Yerushalayim, in the place that's called Bet Adeshin. So whoever, let's say, um, carries them to go burn it out, that has the ability to transmit Tum'ah on their Begadim, Benisrafim, Abet Adeshin. And they are burnt in the place called Bet Adeshin. This follows the opinion of Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. Now, it makes sense according to those opinions, because since each one is considered 
viable. Meaning, if you remember the opinion of Rabbi Lachazav, Rabbi Shimon, they held, let's say in the middle of the uh, sprinkling of the Kodesh Kodashim, in the middle of the sprinkling, you drop the blood. So you just pick up where you left off with the next uh, par. So therefore the first par was Kodesh, meaning some of the sprinklings were done. Therefore it deserves the same treatment as the regular par. You take it out to Betadeshin, and you burn it, and the coin becomes Tameh from it, and uh, etc. And the second one as well. So therefore according to those opinions, we understand Vachamim Omrim, and Vachamim say, אין מטמאים בגדים ואין נשרפין בבית הדשן אלא האחרון הואיל וגמר בו כפרה Whereas the Hachamim, they say no They say the only part that you'll go bring out to the Bet HaDeshen outside Yerushalayim and burn it and the whole deen of Tumat Begadim, etc. only applies to the last part. Because that's the part that affects Kapara. Now Rashi points out that even in a case where let's say you used one full part for the Kodesh Kodashim. You used all the sprinklings for the Kodesh Kodashim. And then the blood spilled. And then used a separate part for the Hechal. And then the blood spilled. And used a separate part for the Mizbeah. So technically each part did affect the measure of Kapara. Still, they hold only the last of the Parim, which affects the uh, conclusion of the Kapara process, is the one that goes out to Bet Hadeshin and burned. Let's read the Baram Rashis. Vikulam Mitameim Begadim. Kola Pariva Sirim Shinim Mishnatenu. Right, all the Parim in the Sirim that we talked about now Mishnah. Gaben Nishbach Adam Lehar Kapara Zuvevi Parshini La Parochet. Vikaman Matarota Parochet. Vinishbach Adam Vivi Shilishin Matarota Mizbaya. So that she gives the case where you used one for the entire Kodesh Kodashim service, and then one for the entire Echal. And then one for the time is Nisrafin, all of them are burned, a place called Betadeshin, the place of the ashes, literally. Those that are involved in burning the leftover of the pot, now comes the Gemaran asks the next question. Question how many of the goats of the Sa'idim do you send off of Azazel? Which means let's take uh, a case where um, Rashi says, let's read Rashi. Kama Sa'idim Mishalayah. In Nishbak Dama Sa'id, let's say uh, the blood of the Sa'id of the goat, the blood spilled, that's the uh, Sa'id Lashem. Let's remember, there were two goats. There's a Sa'id Lazazel, and there's a Sa'id Lashem. So let's say the blood of the Sa'id is spilled, Lahashigabar Matanot Panim. After he finished the sprinkling in the Kodesh Kodashim, V'utzlak Ladishnaim. So the Alakha says he has to bring another two Sa'idim, Ulagril Alem, and make a Goral, because the Goral is Ma'akev. And therefore, once one of the goats die, you can't just use the other one for Azazel. You have to take two new goats, and you have to make a goral on them. One for Hashem, one for Azazel. Now, Veshachat et Shel Shem. Now again, you slaughtered the Shel Shem one. Venatam matot parochet. Now you brought the batanot in the parochet. What happened? Venishpach Adam. And the blood spilled again of the side. Veutzlach od la vishnaim ulagril alen. You have to make another lottery. Veshachat Shel Shem matot mezbeach. So comes out you have three goats of Azazel from three different pairs. So the Gemara wants to know how many of those goats are you going to throw off the mountain? So the Gemara says, So Rav Nachman answers, What do you think? You're going to send the whole herd off the mountain? How many do you think you're going to, to, to send off? And she says, you only send one. So, so Ravak comes along and says, What do you mean? We just said that when it comes to, let's say, the Parim, in the first case that we said, we had three Parim, according to the Bil Hazar and the Bishimon, 
each part you have to take out of Yerushalayim and burn him in Beit Adishan. So just like you burn three parim, and you didn't ask me, uh, you, you, you do that, that's the Alakai, you have to burn all three. So just like you burn all three parim, for example, outside in Beit Adishan, so yeah, you have to throw three Azazel off the mountain. Just like you did three Beit Adishans by the parim, so too you'd have to do the same thing by the, uh, by the goats of, uh, of Azazel. So he says, no. Rav Dahman comes back and says, Midame, is it similar? Hatam lo ketiv oto. Hacha ketiv oto. By the case of the burning of the animals, Mehutzli Rushalayim et Bet it doesn't say the word oto, which would imply only one animal, which means you could burn as many animals as you want. And therefore, if our case is three, so it's three. By the side that you throw off of Azazel, the Pasuk says, Oto, which means you throw it off the mountain. And therefore, it, Oto implies only one. Now she says, the Pasuk is, Shalah Oto la Azazel. So therefore, you could only do one. Now the question is going to be, which one? In the name of Rabba says, you send the first one, meaning the first side of Azazel from the first pair. You send the last one of the last pair. We can understand the opinion that says, <coughs> you send the Sa'il of the last pair, Kasava, because he holds, Ho'il Vigamar Bo Kapara, because Barmat says the Kapara was completed with the third one, because the Kapara is only uh, atoned after the sprinkling <coughs> on the Mizbeah. Now, once you sprinkle the last Pod and Sa'id, blood on the Mizbeah. Now already, uh, it's from that group that the Kapara was made, and therefore you take the Sa'id of that group and throw it off the mountain. <laughs> but according to in the name of Rabbah, Micah Sabad, it's He holds like Rabbi Yosef, it says it's a mitzvah to use the first one. Which means the first Sa'id of the first group, that's the mitzvah to use. So the Gemara says, where do we find the Biyose that says it's mitzvah berishon? Hey the Biyose, which the Biyose? Ilemar Biyose de Kupot. Maybe it's regarding the Biyose that we learned the Masikat Chikalim by the Kupot, by the boxes. Ditnan, we learned Rabbi Yose Omer. We're adding uh, like the Masurat Shas. Shalosh Kupot, Shalosh, Shalosh Se'in. In the Beit HaMikdash, they would have three boxes, that each box was three Se'in big. Shebaim Tor Min and it's from those boxes that they would empty them out in order to use the money of the half a shekel that was collected in order to buy the korbanot of Sibur. Which means, they would collect the money for Shekalim and that money was collected in a big lishka, in a treasury. Then, three times a year they would empty the money from the treasury into three boxes, that would do that before Pesach, before Shavuot, and before Sukkot. And the three boxes then would be used, the money in those boxes would be used for the korbanot. And on the three kupot that they would empty the shikalim into, it had on them respectively Aleph, Bet, Gimal. Vetanya Marbiyose, Lama Kutvalim Aleph, Bet, Gimal, and Biyose explains. Why was it written Aleph, Bet, Gimal? Lida, Ezimem, Nitrema, Rishon. So you could know which one was put in the box first. In order to bring the korbanot first from that box, which means there is an inyan that the monies that landed in the first kupa that they should be spent first. And the monies that were put in the second kupa should be spent subsequently. And so too to the third one. And therefore he numbers them alif bet gimal in order to use them in order. So what does that teach us? Shemitzvah berishon. So you see the B'yoseh holds that there's a mitzvah to use the first, uh, the first monies. Same thing we'll say over here. That Rav in the name of Rabbaz holds like the Biyoseh, that it's the mitzvah to use the first sa'ir la'azazel from the first pair. The Gibra says, no, no proof. 
דילמה בעידנא דאתחזאה קמייתא לא אתחזאה בתרייתא. That maybe it's different because in the case of the Shekalim, the reason why you have to use the first kupa is because at, as long as there's money in the first kupa, so you cannot use the monies in the second and third kupa. They're not ra'ui. Meaning, the monies become ra'ui or worthy, let's say, to spend at separate times. Therefore, once you empty the money in the first kupa, immediately at that point, those monies are viable. Mashi'enken, the second and the third, so long as there's money in the first one, you cannot use them. So that's why Sism is to use from the first uh, first. Um, uh, coins, because at the time that these are Ra'ui, the other ones were not Ra'ui. However, when it comes to the Si'irim of uh, Azazel, all three of them became viable at the same time. What do I mean? When did the three Si'irim of Azazel become kosher, we'll call it, to throw off the mountain? Only after you sprinkled the last bloods on the Mizbayah. Now, after you sprinkle the last bloods on the Mizbayah, the next move is you take the Sayyid Azazel. But at that moment, all three became viable at the same time. So therefore, you have no raya. By the case of the Shekhalim, I can argue and tell you the reason why you use the Kupa Aleph is because Kupa Aleph is Ra'ui first. Then Kupa Bet becomes Ra'ui, then Kupa Gimal. However, here, the three Sa'irim La'azazir became viable simultaneously. Let's look at Nashi. When the first Kupa became Ra'ui to bring from it, Lo et Hazai Batraita. Shari Shonan nirit la Kraba Mishinitrema. Aval, Sa'ir Shilzug, Rishon, Londir El Shlawah. When you finished all the damim, the last one became viable like the first one simultaneously. So we're still looking for the source of Rabbi Yosef. Kabbalah says, Ela Rabbi Yosef de Pesach. Ela, it's Rabbi Yosef that we learned in Masechet Pesachim. De Tanya, we have a brayta. Hamafrish Pesach. The guy separated an animal for his Quran Pesach. The Avad. What happened? He lost it. So he designated another one in its stead. And then he found the first one. Now he has two potential Quran Pesachs in front of him. Whichever one he wants to bring, he can. That's the opinion of the Achamim. Rabbi Yosef says, It's a mitzvah to bring the first one. But if the second one is a choice, is better, so then it's a mitzvah to bring the second one. So, according to this case over here, we see that Rabbi Yosef says you opt for the first one. Now again, we're talking about a case that she points out, where this happened on, let's say, Erev Pesach, before Hatzot, everything happened. Which means you lost your first one, you designated a second one, now you found your first one. So you have two animals before Hatzot. Because the mitzvah of Qurban Pesach doesn't kick in until Hatzot. So that means once Hatzot came simultaneously, both of them became viable. And still he says, mitzvah barishon. So you see over here the same thing by the Sa'idim, that they became viable at the same time after the uh, sprinkling on the Mizbayah, and still it's the Mizbah to use the first one. Now it should be pointed out that he does say to Biyosir that if the second one was Muvhar, was more choice, let's say, so it's Mizbah to bring it, bring the Pesach from that. That's a deen in Korbanot. So when you're bringing something on the Mizbayah, there's a deen to bring the best one. However, by Se'ide Azazel, that you're throwing off a mountain, there is no deen that you'd have to bring Muvhar from the choice ones. Therefore, the deen would be you bring from the first. So therefore, Rabbi is following the opinion of Rabbi Yosef that we found by Pesach. Let's read the last Rashid. Which means, you found it uh, the first one before Hatzot on the 14th or Ahar Hatzot or you found it after Hatzot which means and then both of them became viable at the same time 
וכעבר ביוסה מצווה בראשון, אצלי סנס מצווה בראשון, ואף על פי שהופרש השני קודם חצות. Now, even though you designated the second one before חצות, וכימתך חצות, and once חצות came, תרוויו אחזו כי ידעתם, both of them became viable simultaneously, והכל כמה דלא מתה זמן שעודת הפסח, לא חזיק כמה. That's right, as long as חצות didn't come, so the first one was not viable. So she's just giving you the case where it's similar to these Sa'idim, but they both became viable simultaneously, and still we're saying that what? That you use the Rishon. So that's the proof for the Biyosei. So it comes out we have a great Mahlokan over here. When the case is that you have more than one Sa'id Azazel, first of all we have a deen that says you only throw one off. Because that's what Pasuk says, Oto. And the second deen we're learning now is that uh, which one do you throw off? So we have a Mahlokan. Is it the first Sa'id of the first group? Or is it the last one of the last group? What's the Sevarot? If you say it's the first one because it's Mitzvah Barishon, like Rabbi Yosef. If you say it's the last one because it's with that one that the Kapara is finished. Hadran ala chotzi ulo. Now we begin the next Perik, Perik Shishi. Now Perik is going to discuss the laws of the Sa'ir La'azazel. Comes the Gemara and says, Shene Mishnah, Shene Se'ide Yom Kippurim, the two goats that they would bring on Yom Kippur, one for Hashem and one for Azazel, Mitzvatan Chiyu Shenehem Shavin. It's a mitzvah that they should both be similar. In which regard? So the Gemara Mishnah says, meaning in their appearance, they should look the same, that she said that's referring to color, levanim, that she says white, or shehorim, or black, or shehufim, which would mean gray, ubkoma, koma would mean its height, ubdamim, damim in its value, ubnikihatan ke'ehad, and they have to be purchased at the same time. Now, this either means that you're buying it from one seller, or it means that you have a shaliyah that goes out and buys both of them for the Beit HaMikdash. That means, Biliki Hatan Kehad. But Mishnah says, if they're not totally similar, Kishirin. So that's only a mitzvah for them to be similar. But if it's not, they are kasher. Lakah echad hayom. For example, if let's say you bought one today, ve'echad lemachad, and you bought the other sa'ir the next day, kasherin, they are still kasher. Because buying them together is also a mitzvah lechetachilah, but not me'akev. Met echad mehen. If let's say one of the sa'irim died, if they died before you made the lottery on them, so the met they died, died. So just take another sa'ir to be the partner of this of the one that remained alive. Since she didn't do the lottery yet, so they were not designated for anything. So therefore, one of them died. Just bring another one uh, to match it up, and then you make the lottery. However, but if let's say you made the lottery on them, because now you know one is Hashem and one is Azazel, met and one of them died. So Zug Akhir. So now you have to bring an, an entirely new pair, meaning two more Sirin. And you have to make a new lottery on the second pair. And you say the following Im Shil Shem Met. If the Shil Shem, if the one, the Sa'id that was flashed Shem died, because you don't know which one died. So you say, if the Sa'id Shil Shem died, So the one that now got the lottery of Lashem, it'll substitute, that'll be a substitute. And if let's say it was the Sa'id of Azazel that died, So now the Azazel, the new one, will substitute it. Vashini, which means, and the second one, because now in either case, let's take the first case, where you make the condition, if the, if the Sa'ir Shil Shem died, so what? So this will now take its 
place. So now you have a Sa'ir Lashem, and you have two Sa'irs of Azazel. Or let's say the opposite case. You say if the Azazel is the one that died, so this new, the one for Azazel is going to take its place, but now you have two Lashem. So one of them you're going to bring Lashem. Bashini, the second one, you let it graze until it gets a blemish, and you sell it, and the money you get, you give it to the Beit HaMikdash as a Nidava, like we learned for Kayitz HaMizbeach, in order to fuel the Mizbeach with Korbanot. Why do you do that? Why don't you just let it starve to death? Because normally we have a law that says that if you have a Korban Hatat, that, let's say, the owners got Kapara from a different Korban, for example, let's say you had a korban, and then it got lost. The owners took a second korban and got the kapara. When they found the first one, the deen is, it's met. You lock it in a room and you starve it to death. So over here, the this is a hatat, where now, you're not going to bring it. The owners are getting kapara from somewhere else. So why are you saying that you let it graze until it gets a blemish? Seemingly, the law is, it's meta meta. You let it, you starve it to death. So it says, the Mishnah She'en hatat sibur meta. Because we have a rule. That when it's a public hatat, there is no deen of mita. The law of uh, mita only applies to a hatat yahid. Because there's five cases actually that... We say that a hatat is meta. One of the cases is all halakhal Moshe Sinai. So one of the cases of hatat meta is a timurat hatat, which means if let's say you uh, have a korban hatat and you uh, substituted one korban hatat, one animal for another, so that's called timurat hatat. That animal is meta. Now, as we learned earlier in Dafnun. Timurah only said by animals that are Qurban Yahids. We don't say the law of Timurah by Qurban Sibur. And we have a tradition that all five are talking about similar cases. And since all five cases of Hatat Meta. And since Timurah can only be talking about a Qurban Yahid, the case of that, so therefore the other four also must be only talking about Qurban uh, Yahid, and therefore in the case where the owners got kapara from somewhere else, it's talking about like the case of Timurah, meaning a Qurban Yahid, and therefore there is no din of Hatat Meta by Qurban Sibur. That's what Rashi says, look at Rashi, She'en Hatat Sibur Meta, Nechi Gemiri, Hamesh Hataot, Biyahid Gemiri, V'ta'ama Mifurash Borayot, B'Timurah, Ma'amatsinu, V'lad Hatat Utmurat Hatat, V'Hatat Shemetu Ba'aliha, Shelot Timsa'im B'Sibur, which means those three cases actually. You have a case of Timurat Hatat, which we just discussed. You have a case of Valat Hatat, that's let's say the Hatat gave birth. Or you have let's say a case Hatat Shemetu Ba'alea, or Hatat that the owners died. And those cases can only be done by Yahid. So to the fourth case, which is the case of Avche Kapru Ba'alea, let's say the owners got Kapara from somewhere else, from a different animal. Even though it's possible in that case of Metu Ba'alea, I'm sorry, even though in the case of Shekapru Ba'ala, the owners received Kapara, it's possible to be Besibur, still we say it only applies to Yahid. So again, I review this law. The Mishnah is telling us a very important Hadush, that normally we have a case of Ayahatat, that if let's say the owners received Kapara from somewhere else, so the original Hatat, you starve it to death, that's Meta. But the Mishnah's Hadush is that that's only said by Qurban Yahid, like the other cases of Hatat Meta, of Vlad Hatat, or Timurat Hatat, or Hatat Shemetu Ba'aliyah. So since those cases were only said by Yahid, so the case of Hatat Shekipiru Ba'aliyah, even though we have a case of Sibur, doesn't matter. We say that's all that Al-Hakam Hashem teaches us, they're all talking about Qurban Yahid. And since this case is Qurban Sibur, then indeed you let it graze until it gets a blemish. However, that's only the opinion of Tanakama. Rabbi Yudaomer Tamut. Rabbi Yudah doesn't know. Even in this case, he da- they let the animal stop to death like a regular case of Hatat Meta. Rabbi Yudah said another deen. Nishpach Adam. If let's say the blood of the Sa'ir, uh, that's Lashem. If let's say the blood spilled, Yamut Amishtaleyah. So then the Sa'ir Azazel 
which is also not usable anymore because you have to make a new lottery. So he says you take that animal and you lock it up and uh, you let it starve to death and then you bring two new ones. Or the opposite. Let's say the Sa'il Azazel after the lottery died. The blood of the other Sa'il Hashem you have to pour out and you have to start the lottery again. The Gemara will explain as she says what exactly the Buddha is trying to teach us. Comes the Gemara we start on the Ramud Bet. Tanu Rabbanan we have a Braita. Yikar Shene Se'ide Izim. The Pasuk says that you have to take two goats. Shene Se'ire Izim. Now, Mi'ut Se'ire Shenayim. For the once the Pasuk says the word Se'ire, which is plural, we know the minimum plurality is two. Matamud Lamar Shene. We have to say Shene Se'ire. The Pasuk could have just said Se'ire. So the Gemara says, Shiyu Shenehem Shavin. So we learn from the word Shene. That what? Both of them should be alike. Which means alike, like we said, in, in color, in height, in value. So from the word Shene. Well, how do you know that, let's say, like you said in the Mishnah, that if they're not totally alike, it's Kasher. Because the Pasuk, the Pesukim, they repeat the word Sa'ir several times. For example, one Pasuk says, Another Pasuk says, Which these Pesukim, the word Sa'ir is superfluous because we know we're talking about a Sa'ir, the context is Sa'ir. So from the fact that it repeats it, over and over, really tells me any Sa'id is okay, even if it's not similar to its friend. So again, from the word Shene, right? Shene Sa'id. Shene teaches me they have to be uniform. From the extra word Sa'id Sa'id, it teaches me Bidiyavad, even any goat is okay. So Gebra says, Ta'amad Rabbi Rahmana. The only reason why you tell me that if they're not similar, that it's okay, is because you have a ribui. Because it says the word si'ir a couple of times. But if you didn't have that ribui, if you didn't have that ek to include, I would have thought that they're pasul. Where would I think and learn that it's me'akev? Which is, why would I think it's me'akev? Which means, normally we have a rule. The rule is like this. If the Torah tells us by Korbanot, for example, a deen. Principle now, okay, so the word Shedez teaches me they have to be similar. But since the Pasuk doesn't repeat it twice, so therefore we have a general rule, it's not Ma'akiv. So here, it only said the word Shedez, it's one Dirasha. Why would I think that it's Ma'akiv if it's not similar? That I need another Pasuk, Se'ir, Se'ir, to tell me that any goat is okay. Which means, if it just would have said the word Shene, it'd have to be similar. But since it's not, didn't repeat it, so I would say, okay, it's not Ma'akev. What do you need Sa'id Sa'id to tell me it's not Ma'akev? Why would I think it's Ma'akev, the Gibran says? The Gibran says, Shene, Shene, Shene Ketiv. Which because the word Shene really appears three times in the Pasuk. So therefore I would have said from the fact that it says the word Shene three times, so that's, a, that's coming to, 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 to tell me that what? That the law it is, Me'akev. No. So it was vast that the Rabbi Rahmanah Sa'ir Sa'ir. But once you tell me Sa'ir Sa'ir, that teaches me what? That it's not Ma'akim, that any goat is okay. Shene, 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 Lamali. So what do we learn from the extra words Shene, Shene, Shene? So the Gemara says, Had the Mar'eh, want to tell me that their appearance has to be similar. Had the Koma, want to tell me their height has to be the same. They had the Damim and one. The tell me that their value has to be the same. Now, it should be noted that we don't have a dirash actually over here for what the Mishnah told us, you have to buy them simultaneously. So the Tosfot Yishani wants to speak at that we know from explicit Pasuk. Because the Pasuk says, Yikah Shene Se'ir So the fact that it says, Yikah Shene Se'ir is much you have to buy them together. So I just need Pasukim for the three concepts of Mar'eh Command. Let's review what we said over here. Basically, if somebody would ask us, how do you know that the goats have to be similar in Mar'eh, in Koma, and in Damim? So, how do I know at all they have to be similar? 
Pasuk says Shinin. Third Shinin teaches me two of them, meaning they have to be the same, because that word is extra. Oh, maybe I'll think it's Ma'akiv. And you know why I'll think it's Ma'akiv? Because it says Shinin, Shinin, Shinin. It says it three times, but it repeats it. No. The Shinin, Shinin, Shinin is teaching me what? Is teaching me. Uh, that's why the Pasuk says, therefore, I have a dinasha of Sa'ir. Since the Pasuk writes Sa'ir, Sa'ir extra times, so that teaches me it's not Ma'akim, you can use any goat. And the Shinin, Shinin, Shinin just teaches me the Deen, the Katayla, that these three items should be similar. Now, it should be pointed out that if you remember, we learned that whenever the Torah uses the word Chok or Chokat Olam in a Perasha, that teaches me that it's Ma'akiv. Now, in this Pasuk of the Shnei Se'ilim, it says the word Chokah. So that she says what it means. It is Ma'akiv, based on the word Chokah. So the top that she says, no. Chukah's only said by actual service, meaning bringing the animal on the Mizbayah. But the, the word Chukah does not affect halachot on the purchasing of the animal, what the animal has to look like, etc. And therefore, you cannot learn from the word Chukat Olam in this Pasuk, the deen of, uh, that it have to be, um, that it is indeed Ma'akeh. That the word Chukah only affects the Abulah, the service, not the purchasing of what the animals have to look like. Now we go to another deen. Tanya Namech, we have a similar Braita regarding by let's say the lambs that the Misorah brings on the eighth day of the Misorah's process of purification he brings two lambs and the Pasuk says Yikah we know Kivasim is two Matamud Omar, they would have to say two for it, superfluous. So the Gemara says, Shiyu, Shinehem, Shavin. That these words, they both have to be similar. Uminayin, Shafatpi, Shein, Shinehem, Shavin, Kishinehem. And how do we know that the Abad, if they're not actually similar to two lambs, that it's Kashet, Tamud Omar, Keves, Keves, Riva. Which means the Pasuk says, Velakah HaKuen, Eta Keves, Aichad, Vesharat, Eta Keves. Now we know we're talking about a Keves. So what do have to say, Keves, Keves, to teach me any Keves is okay. Ta'amad, Rabbi Rahmana. That's because you have extra words, Kevis, to teach me that what? They don't have to be similar with the Abad. Hello, Rabbi Rahmana. But if you didn't have any boy, Abamina Pesulin. I would have thought that if they're not similar, it would be Pesul. Again, same question. Why would I think it's Me'akev? So the Gebran says, Salkadadagamina Tiyeketim. Because regarding the Kevasim, the Pasuk says Tiye, which means that they will be. It's much of the word tihiyeh, that they have to be exactly like the Torah said. Meaning, once you're learning from the fact that it says shineh, that means they have to be similar. And the pasuk says tihiyeh, they will be. They will be exactly like the pasuk says. So I might think it's ma'akev. That's why it says keves keves. Tell me no, anyone's okay. Now that I know that, even if it's not similar, it's kasher. So what does the tiyeh come and teach me? In what case do we have to keep the strictness of being exact? The other items of the mitzvah. For example, one of the things we learn by the mitzvah is you have to slaughter the animal with an etzeres, ezov, ushtitolat, with a cedar tree, with a ezov, a hisab, and a red crimson. So those things are ma'akev. Masha'ikin, the mar'eh is not. So the same law that applies to the shnei se'idim of uh, Kippur applied to the shnei kevasim of the mesorah. Now we give a third case. Vetanya, we have a braita. Vetanya namakeh, mesorah, ki agamna, the Misorah also regarding another law. Sipurim. We know on the first day of the purification of the Mitzorah, he has to bring Shene Sipurim. Two birds. So again, Gabbara says, Mi'ut Sipurim Shetayim. You know, the minimum amount of the word Sipurim is two. Ah, Matamudamar Shete. So what does it say? Shete Sipurim. We know Sipurim is two. So Gabbara says, Shiyu Shete. Shavot. So I learned that what well, both of them have to be similar. So how do I know that if they're not 
Shavot, that will be kasher. Tamud loma sipur sipur riba, because the pasuk says twice sipur. It's one pasuk says besiva kohen veshachat sipur ayhad, and another pasuk says et sipur ayikah. So therefore, since I know we're talking about birds, so the fact that it says sipur twice, it tells me any bird will be kasher. Tamad rabbi Rahmana. So only because. You have an inclusion. But if you didn't have an inclusion, I would think that if it's not similar, it would be pasul. Why would I think it's ma'akev? Because again, the pasul says, that it has to be like it is. Now that I have the words extra sipur, it's not ma'akev, what does the come and teach me? For the other details of the mitzorah, that are essential, not referring to how they look. Comes again, Baran says, okay, we gave three cases then. We gave the case of Kippur, the Sirenim of Kippur, the Kivasim of the Mitzorah, and the Sipurim of the Mitzorah. So the Baran now says, if this logic is true, by the Kurban Tami that we bring every morning and every afternoon, Nema will say the same Dirash, Kivasim. Well, it says you have to bring two lambs. Mi'ud Kivasim Shnaim. We know Kivasim minimal is Two. Oh, so what does that to say? Maybe to teach me what you should That both of them have to be similar. And continue the logic. How do I know that? But the Avad, if they're not similar, it's okay. Tamud Omar, Keves, Keves, Riba. So I'll say, because since the Pasuk says, it's a Keves, Echad Tassel, a Bokev, it's a Keves, Echad Tassel, a Bokev, we know we're talking about a Kevesim already, so the fact that it repeats Keves, Keves, is coming to include more animals. So comes the Gemara and says, is this true? Ul Mitzvah, Which means, do we really need by the Timidin of every day for them to be similar? Which means we never found anybody talk about this. Which is, if you want to be consistent, you're going to have to learn about the Tamid as well. But we never found anybody discuss this requisite or this requirement, I should say, that the Kibasim of the Timidim should be similar. So Gibran says, no. Your problem was the extra word, Shinayim. Uh, because you said it's extra, so you wanted to say Shinayim teach you have to be similar? No. So that word Shenayim teaches me a separate deen. It says in the Pazuk, Shenayim layom. So we learn from the fact that it says Shenayim layom, keneged hayom, hidush. That you have to slaughter both timidin opposite the day, or according to our understanding, in front of the sun. The rays of the sun have to be hitting the animal at the time of the Shaita. So it says, Shinaim Layom, both animals have to be slaughtered in a position that the sun hits it. So again, I will explain what this means in a moment. You mean to tell me when it says Shinaim Layom, it means connected the sun. Or maybe just teaching me, no, Shinaim Layom, two per day. Meaning you have to be two animals per day. Now, the obligation of the day I know from that pasuk. So what do I do with the pasuk? You have to slaughter them corresponding to the front of the rays of the sun. How do you do that? So before we explain the words of the Gemara, let's review the subject of the Tabaot. If you remember, we learned that by the Mizbeah HaHitzon, which was in the Hazara, north of that Mizbeah, they had, we had rings. Those were called Tabaot, 24 rings, four in each row. That means you had six rows of four. Now, what were the purpose of these rings? So the purpose was they would put the neck of the animal in these rings. The rings like had a hinge on one side so you could lift it up, and you would close it on the neck of the animal or to slaughter it. Now, the reason why you had 24, because we learned that there were 24 Mishmarot, and each a mishmar would have their set ring where they would slaughter their animals. Now the reason why it was in the north of the Mizbeah, because by Korban Hatat, for example, it must be slaughtered on the north side of the Mizbeah, so therefore the rings were there. Now, 
Let's discuss this new halakha that we're learning, Shenayim Layom, that's teaching me that the slaughtering of the tamid has to be by the rays of the sun. Now, in the morning, the sun rises, obviously, in the east. Now, we have to remember that although the azara is opened, which means there is no roof, but there is the eastern wall, which is very high. So therefore, uh, we need to slaughter the tamid shahar, where the rays of the sun will be able to hit it. So therefore, we take the animal, and we bring it to the westernmost tabat, right? That's the Gemara's language. You go to the northwest side, because when you move back to the west, already the sun is already hitting on that side. The sun is shining in the east, above the wall, so it hits down on the northwest side. However, the Gemara says, Not in the first row, but in the second row, which means... Uh, going northward, the second row. The first row is right in front of the Mizbeah. But continue going north, go the second row, the most west. Rashi struggles to figure out a reason why the second row, Davka, why not the first row? So he says, if you look in your article 62b2, you'll see the picture, exactly where the morning tabid is on the second uh, ring. And that she wants to say that could be you would put the neck of the animal in that ring and the legs in the ring in front of it in order to, you know, stabilize the animal, in order to, to hold it down. So that's why you would do it there. Now, in the afternoon kurban, it's the opposite. The sun now is in the west. So you want the sun, to, the rays to shine on the animal. So therefore you would bring the tamid shel ben arbayim al keren mizrehit sefonit. There you went to the northeast corner again. So the sun will go over the walls and you'll be able to shine directly on the animal. You face its neck in both cases towards the sun. And again it's on the second um, row, which is towards the north. And the reason again that she says it, so you could tie the... Uh, or, or, or uh, uh, put the ring on the legs of the animal. Uh, the, the, the ring in front of it will be tying down the legs, so you can have an easier shikita. Okay, now let's read that in Rashi. Rashi says, al ma'arabit sefunit. That's the morning korban, that's in the north-west side. The sun comes from the east. So the shikhet brings it to the west. So you bring it away from the eastern wall. As much as you can. The walls were very high. The sun, the morning sun, is in the corner of the sky. The shade of the wall is in front of it. So you want to get to a place where the rays of the sun are hitting. The reason why it's on the north side, that, that explains why it's on the west. So you get the rays of the sun. That's where the slaughterhouse was. They were uh, fixed in the floors. To place the head of the animals in them. There were 24 of them. It took 24 amot, each one in Amah. In six rows. Of four, al tabat shenian the second row, lo betabat sheetzla mizbeach, not in the most close tabat in mizbeach, ella b'shenian la hamishukal letzad zafon, the second row towards the north, upnas shochet mizavar beima ba'alachson letzad mizrachit zafonid, and the uh, he would angle the animal's neck, and the shochet also would face the eastern side. Because that's where the sun comes from. She says, I don't know why they would have to go in the second row. So the first ring in front of it will hold the legs of the animal. So it will not uh, turn around. And the opposite, the afternoon, that comes from the west. So you put the animal on the east side, on the most east side. 
facing west. That's where the sun comes from. And now the Gemara continues. Musafin Shel Shabbat, but regarding the two Kevasin that were brought on Shabbat as the Korban Musaf, Vadai Tzirichim Shiyu Shenehem Shavin. For sure, when it comes to those two, they have to be similar. Because the Pasuk says clearly, Ubioma Shabbat Shene Kevasim. And from the word Shene, which is extra, Right? So, because it's just as Kivasim, so we know Shneh. So there we learn what? That indeed they have to be similar. Now she says, Shneh Mar Ba'em Shneh Kivasim, Vadai Shneim Shavim, Le'ekuba, Medelo Adar Be'u, Echad Echad Rabot. From the fact that it doesn't say inclusionary terminology, it just says Shneh, it doesn't say Echad Echad, for example, which would include to tell me any type of animal. So therefore, they have to be similar. Then the Rashi asks on this Gebara, you know, where did we see that this thing is Merakev? So when Rashi's Lashon over here, he changes the Gebara, he says, not change, but he adds the words in the Mitzvah. I mean, it's not Merakev, it's a Mitzvah. Mitzvah which means, bottom line, that she's just telling us that since we don't have a repetition to teach me it's me'akev, so the Gemara is only teach me what? That it is indeed a mitzvah, but not me'akev. Uh, now we go to one more halakha. Regarding the shnei se'irim of Kippur. Tanu rabbanan shnei se'irim yom kippurim shachatuan bachutz. Now we have a new law. Halakha says that you're not allowed to slaughter a korban outside of the Azara of the Bet HaMikdash. And if one does slaughter a korban outside of the Azara, it's called Shehutehutz. The person that slaughters it is Hayav Karet. Of course, that's if it was done B'Mezid. If it was done B'Shogeg, so he has to bring a korban. Now, the Gemara says like this on the Brayta, Shnei Se'idei Yom Kippurim. You have the two goats. Sheshachatan Ba'utz, you slaughtered them outside the Azara. Now again, these animals are Kodesh, because they were purchased with money of the Kodesh. So the Gemara says, now it depends. Before the Kohen picked the lottery, which means before the lottery was done, Hayav al Shinehim. So the person who slaughtered is Hayav Karet on both of them. But once you did the lottery, Hayab al Shil Shem. You only Hayab for Shehuteuts on the Sa'il Hashem, Upatur al Shil Azazel. But you Patur for the Azazel. And we're going to explain why. Because in order for it to be Hayab on Shehuteuts, it has to be an animal that the, it's going to be brought El Petah or El Mu'id. So, which animal are these two goes Petah or El Mu'id? Only the Sa'il Hashem. That's eventually going to be sprinkled in front of Hashem. So that's the only animal you have in Shutechut Mashiach. And the Sa'il Azazir is going to be thrown off a mountain. So therefore, that's not Lufne Hashem. Therefore, you have no Isud of Shutechut. So again, before the lottery, none of them you have on After the lottery, so you only have on the Sa'il Shil Shem, because that's going to be reward Peta or El Mu'ed. But not on the Azazir. So the Gemara says, hold it. I'm sorry. We said, on, before the lottery, you're going to be Hayab on Shanehim. You're going to be Hayab on both. So the camera says, Lemai Hazu. Which means, what are you talking about? They're not worthy for any korban. Before the lottery, they're just two animals that were designated. What are they, what are they that we for? Which means you can't bring it for Sa'ir, Lashem, because the Sa'ir Lashem has to have a lottery. So none of them are designated for anything. Which is again, in order to be Hayav Shortechut, it has to be a designated Korban that's Ra'ui for bringing it Petah Oil Moed. Now again, before the lottery, none of these animals are viable for anything. Because the deen by the Sa'id of Kippur, a lottery is Ma'akev. You must do the lottery. Until you do the lottery, it's not Ra'ui for anything. So then why should it be Hayav on both of them? 
the Gemaraz assuming says both of them potentially could be uh, the Sayyid Hashem. You're right, but potential is not enough. Bottom line, they're not Ra'ui, because until the lottery takes place, they're nothing, they're not, they, don't, they don't have a deen of Qurban. Yamaran says, yes. Yes, but each one of these is Ra'ui for a different Qurban. You could use them for the Sa'id that's born in the court, and that's the Sa'id of Musaf. Which means, since they do have viability, these two Sa'id, because you could use either one in this stage that it is, even before you uh, did the lottery. You don't need a lottery for the Qurban Musaf. So therefore, they are not for it to be a Qurban in the Azara. Which Qurban? Well, you're right, not the Sa'id Lashem, but they're not to be the Sa'id for Musaf. So that's why you can be Hayama both of them, because both have a potential to be brought as a Qurban. So comes the Gemara and says, hold it. Why are you telling me it's not Ra'ui for the Sa'id Hashem that's brought inside the Mi'uzar Agrala? Because he didn't do the lottery yet, and the lottery is vital. Because literally it's lacking the service of the day. Which means we know that there's an order of the day as we learned. The Musaf is brought at the end of the entire service. I mean, first you have to bring the pod uh, and the Sa'ir. That's the, what we talked about till now. Then we learned in the interim, you also brought the Ketorit. The Musaf is not brought till everything is finished. So therefore, at this point in the day, we didn't even bring... It, it's not yet Ra'ui for, for, for the, um, for the uh, Qurban Musaf yet. We didn't even bring the Ketorit yet. And therefore... The Gemara is asking, it's considered Mi'usar Zeman, it's out of its time. And since it's out of its time, so therefore it's not considered viable. Again, part of the service is what? You have the part and you have the Sa'id. You have the Ketoret. All this has to be done before the Musaf. Now we know that the Goral was done before they sprinkled the blood of the Sa'id and the Par. Which means, at this time over here, it's out of order. Meaning when you're bringing these two Sa'idim in for Hagrala, so they're not the for Musaf yet. The Musaf Qurban doesn't kick in till after the whole procedure. Look at Rashid, Dibura Matheel. First wide line. At this time the Sa'id is not Ra'uif Lahuts. The Mehusar Kol Ma'asar with the Tayyom Shil Matan Deme Par the Sa'id. You still have a lot of things to do. You still didn't sprinkle the Par yet, the Sa'id yet. You still didn't do the Ketur. All this stuff has to come before Musa. So just like it's not Ra'uif for the two Sa'id, because there was no Hagrala, it should not be Ra'uif for Musa, therefore you should not be Hayav. He says, if you do something prematurely uh, in a Qurban, it's not going to affect it. What does that mean? Let's read Rashi. Regarding the Sayyid that's born in the Azra, which is Musaf, this is not a a intrinsic problem in the animal. All it is is missed out of order. But the animal itself is viable. As long as it's that day, it's just out of order, you designate it a little early in its time. That's not a problem. It's because it's not intrinsic in the animal. That's in time. You just preempted it. But regarding the lottery, even though let's say it's not in the intrinsic part of the animal, the Amran Aliyad Goral mitukapihi me'akevet. The Goral is indeed me'akev, but placing the kalpi, placing the lots on the animal itself is not me'akev. So it's, this, the lottery is really not in the goof of the animal. Because 
the putting the lots on the animal itself, which is the goof of the animal, that's not even me'akev. Still, I feel wacky. Oilu mitzvah murab ben ikim osar ma'asedem. And since it's a mitzvah to do the agrala, it's considered something intrinsic in the animal. So the Chazda teaching us a very important deen. Until you make the lottery, these animals are not viable. Because it's mehusar agrala. Granted, the goral is not intrinsically in the animal itself, but since it's me'akev, so therefore, until you do the lottery, it's not designated for any korban, and therefore you're not going to, you cannot be hayav legabeh the se'ireh l'Hashem. However, legabeh musaf, it's la'ui both these animals. And if you slaughter them outside, since both are la'ui for musaf, you're going to be hayav. Ah, you'll ask, what do you mean? Uh, it's mehusad's man. So the Fazdaz says, so long as you just brought it out of order for a korban that can be brought that day, so he preempted it. That's okay, Mehusad's man is not intrinsically posel the animal, it's a disease a little earlier. Therefore, it is considered a designation, therefore, one who slaughters is going to be hayaf twice. So let's review. If you slaughter the Sa'idim outside the Azara before Agdala, you hayaf two, because they're both Ra'ui for Musaf. Masha'ikin, after Agdala, you only hayaf on one, because one is Fazazir, that's not the Ohim Moret. You only hayaf on the one that is designated for Sa'id Lashem. Baruch Allah, Amen, Amen.